Hey mama, welcome to the Mama Cabinet Making Informed Decisions in Motherhood and Beyond podcast. It's me, Amanda, H-back mom of three. That's right, sister, three kids, where every day there is never a dull moment and crazy is the doom normal up in this house. (laughs) Seeker of truth and a passion for helping other mamas like you discover their potential by providing valuable, informative information on pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, natural lifestyle, and motherhood, all in a Christian perspective. With a lot of laughs, mixed with some witty humor, of course, I will help you discover what your options are, the fruit of those decisions, and what you can accomplish in your motherhood journey with conviction and passion. Whether you're a mom of multiples or just getting started, I'm here to remind you that you were created to do this. You got this, girl. Welcome to the tribe. I am so excited that you are here. So let's get started. super excited for today's topic because not only does it hit super close to home for me personally, but I just think this is such a really cool idea and you're probably like wondering what it is. We'll get to that super quick, but just I think whoever came up with this idea was genius and I feel like they deserve an award because today's topic is a gentle cesarean. Now you're probably wondering... What does that mean? And we'll totally get into that today. So we're going to talk about what it is. Does it exist? And what does it all entail? Why this is something you should consider if a C-section is your only option or that you should probably ask if your birth is heading down that road. Also, how you can advocate for it because it is totally doable. You just have to know how today's birth is and theme that I want us to really chew on, meditate on, just really keep in mind during our chat is from Isaiah chapter 26 verses 3 through 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord is everlasting strength. So peace. That's what I want us to think about throughout our whole chat, because why peace? And the reason is when we go into situations knowing that God is in control, even when they might not have the means or outcomes we prefer, it can bring us peace. So my question is, when these things happen to us, do you want to be miserable (laughs) because you want to get your way or something doesn't go your way and you're grieving over it, which is very a hard position to be in, believe me. And this is not to say that we can't grieve over situations that maybe we didn't anticipate um, or the fact that we wanted a certain experience but didn't get it. This is not to gaslight that at all. But there has to come a point where we have to sit there and think, okay, 
Do I want this to continue to gnaw at me? Do I want this to continue to bother me? Do I want this? Do I want to still feel like this years from now and moving forward? Do I, do I want to? Because wanting something and not getting it is devastating sometimes. And especially when it comes to birth, hence why there is a lot of birth trauma. But trying to look at it from a perspective of, has this what God has ordained for me? And if it didn't go according to what we had planned, then yeah, that is what God has ordained for us. But on those lines, when we think about that, do we want to stay there? Do you want to stay in the idea of okay, I didn't get what I wanted and staying in that idea or replaying in our minds over and over and over again what we wish we could have done, what we wish we would have had or what we wish we could have come out of that situation or are we going to choose to move forward in peace? And this has really been something that's resonating with me lately because I have to think, okay, when somebody has wronged me and it's justifiable to be sad or upset about it because it's devastating. But when they say, okay, I'm sorry, and I won't do that again, or I'll try not to do it again, you have to think to yourself, okay, am I going to sit in this state of replaying it over and over and over again, what they did or what they said? Or am I just going to believe them and move forward and work on that relationship? Or am I just going to sit here being miserable in the fact that our relationship is not that great, you know? (laughs) So you have to make a decision someday to move on from it and move on in peace. And that is what this is about, bringing peace to a process that might not have peace at times or in the first place. And when we talk about C-sections, we have to keep in mind that C-sections are more common now than in years past. And this would include repeat cesareans. We've talked in previous chats about how the cesarean rate is going up and how they vary and how many times they occur in each state. And right now, our average rate of cesarean are way above average, like beyond double sometimes almost getting into the triple amounts in some states but as a country in general and even as worldwide it really is higher than normal so now I'm thinking of it it's like is that our new normal (laughs) because there's a lot of things that are going on right now that are pretty crazy that you think this is just our new normal so when we think about the above average normal cesareans and how it is the most common surgery that women will face in their lifetime and it really is something believe it or not, that people choose this option. It is because they've had one before and they thought it was so easy and so much better or because they're advised medically that it is necessary that they need to do that. So therefore, they are choosing this option or this is the only option that they have. So it is very common for C-sections to be happening right now worldwide, but singling alone in America, it is way above average. Now, depending on who you are and who you talk to and what your opinions are about it, it may sit well with you or it may not sit well with you. It may make you uneasier. It may make you feel a little sketchy about the system. And we know that it continues to grow each year. But the idea of a gentle cesarean or, as it also is known as, a natural cesarean is a fairly new idea and approach in doing a cesarean. 
And I mean, either way, whether it's non-natural cesarean or elective or emergency C-section, it doesn't essentially really, they all have one thing in common and will always be the one thing that runs in common with them is that it is a major surgery. I mean, there is still a cutting of layers, moving things around, and the there is a very precise way of closing everything up, making sure that there's nothing left uncovered so that way you can move on into recovery in the right way and you, there are no complications. Granted, there sometimes are complications, but this is why we have obstetricians. This is why we have people in situations like this in careers for this exact reason. And it, again, gentle cesarean is no different from any of those because it really is still a surgery. So I hate to break your bubble on that one, <laughs> but just getting that out there before we get started. And really a gentle cesarean is just an opportunity for someone who has no other option but C-section or it's elective or even in the last resort case after all has failed to try to have the operating room similar to labor and delivery room. Okay, so a gentle cesarean is also known as a natural cesarean or another term that you will hear in regards to this option and this method of doing a c-section is called a family-centered birth and in comparison to a normal c-section the baby is delivered quickly and normally a curtain is placed in between mom and the surgery the view of your baby being born and your baby is taken once they take the baby out the baby is checked or examined uh, wiped off the cord is immediately cut the baby's put in a blanket and then given or in some cases not given to you right away there really is not a lot of options. It's actually pretty straightforward. And also the mom, she lays on her back, um, strapped to an OB table where that's pretty straightforward right then and there. I mean, anybody who has had a cesarean, which I personally have had, it really is very straightforward. And you can really expect that. That's just a super quick rundown on how it goes. It's probably a little bit more complicated things that involved a cesarean. It really is not something to be taken lightly. So this is no way of me trying to say, oh, it's no big deal because it really is into some people and impacts more people than others, especially with their emotions, their physical recovery from it. I mean, some people have great recovery. Some people don't. Some people kind of have a recovery that's on an average or that's normal and you can't do that after cesarean or, you know, the psyche is affected in that way as well. Where in a gentle cesarean, it allows more freedom by allowing some aspects that they would see in the labor and delivery room in a normal birth in the operating room that are within reason and that are important to you as the patient. And how the baby is delivered is by the baby's head is brought out, it's delivered, and then they slowly allow the rest of the body to be delivered. And once that happens, as in the stomach, what they do is they squeeze the stomach a little bit to let out the extra fluid in the baby's lungs. And then immediately the baby is placed on the chest and breastfeeding is engaged or it starts to begin. They allow that opportunity for that to happen 
almost immediately. So there's no delay between your baby being born and there's no delay from receiving your baby into your arms and being able to place them on your chest and have that skin-to-skin contact. There's really no delay. And what's great about this option too is that other aspects come also into play or can come into play in this situation. So one of them would be delayed cord cutting. That's one of my ultimate favorite things about the birth process is that and having home births to be able to determine when your baby's cord will be cut. And I mean, some mamas in different situations that are maybe not in the operating room, in this case, sometimes they leave the cord on for a really long time because they just feel more comfortable with it being like that instead of cutting it right away or waiting until it stops pulsating or, you know, I mean, their babies are attached to the cord for a long extended period of time after birth. And you'll see more of that in a home birth realm and birth center realm as well, where the hospital They kind of want you to cut it either almost immediately or they want you to cut it at least until it stops pulsating. And one thing that I love about this that is not a common practice with C-section operating rooms is that there is no separation between mom and baby throughout the rest of the surgery. I remember when my son was born via C-section, I saw them put him on the table and I was right there and I was like telling him, it's okay, I'm right here, I'm right here. And, you know, granted, that was the only thing that was available to me at that time. But, you know, just to be able to have no separation was super important to me and something that I definitely advocate for with mamas. The other thing is the ability to witness the delivery (laughs) of the baby through what they call a peekaboo curtain. So if you're into this, great. You want to see your baby get born. If you want to see them do all the surgery, if you got a good enough stomach for that, then this is great. I support that. But I personally could not imagine (laughs) watching them do this operation on me. I mean, just the thought of feeling it in some way, just a movement in that like arena was too much for me to bear sometimes it was probably the worst thing that I've ever experienced but you know if you're into the that thing then great but how far they will let you view through a peekaboo curtain I'm not really sure so that's definitely something to look into if they do have a peekaboo curtain you definitely should look to see how far does it go up and you know how is that available sometimes when operating rooms don't have that option, what they'll do is they'll go ahead and lift up the baby and you'll be able to see the baby over the curtain, not necessarily through a clear peekaboo curtain. So that's still kind of cool. If your operating room doesn't offer the peekaboo curtain, then ask them to, you know, lift up the baby to where you can see them over the curtain or somehow bring them a little bit closer. So that could be an option for you as well. They also would allow music to be played or have a request to have any noise reductions. So how far they would let that go is really up to who is ever in the room, but any music to be played while you are delivering your baby via C-section. There's also immediate skin-to-skin contact, which means you go from, baby goes from uterus right to your chest. There's no delay between that at all. And you have the option to be less restricted 
with equipment, meaning your IV and EKG being placed in areas that allow a better way to hold your baby or to see your baby right away. And also you can probably determine if they will let you levels on which sedation is administered to allow you to be more alert in recovery. I don't know for me when I had my C-section, I don't know if it had something to do with the anesthesia or it was just the adrenaline. I just remember I was fighting so hard to stay awake when they put my son on my chest after I had my C-section. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what really came over me in that moment, but I just remember I was like really trying my hardest to stay awake because that was just so important for me. But then I just got like this shot of euphoria after he was born. (laughs) And I just remember being so wide awake in the recovery room, but right after I was just so tired and exhausted. So also newborn assessments, you can request for them to be delayed when it comes to a gentle cesarean in the operating room, or you can have them done while they are in your arms if that is an option for you. And some of the benefits of these gentle cesareans is that they provide a different healing attitude towards C-section or birth because oftentimes we feel, some mamas feel, and this is where I was as well, that a cesarean is the worst case scenario or that is their failure or that is their downfall. That is the their worst nightmare. <laughs> really, when sometimes people don't plan for it, it really does feel like that because you aren't thinking about that it could possibly go down that route. And time and time again, I can't tell you how many times I have read different testimonials from women who or inquiries or questions in these different Facebook groups about how so badly they want their VBAC and which is a vaginal birth after cesarean, which I feel like if they really want it, they should really go for it. They really, really should. But some of these messages from these mamas is you can sense some fear not fear about, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Fear that it's going to end up the way that it did last time or the previous cesareans. And there is some legitimate concern about that because there are complications with certain people, their past medical history, what happened after they ended up delivering their baby via C-section, what happened to their baby. I mean, there are legitimate fears, but I think some of these things that I read is because they are afraid that this cesarean, cesareans are failure and that if they try for a VBAC or they try for a normal birth and an ensign cesarean, that they failed, that they as women have failed. And I've been there. I've been there before. I've felt the feeling of, I feel like I'm not a real woman because I didn't birth my baby. I don't even feel like a real mom. And I feel like I failed. I failed myself. I failed my idea. I failed my ideology. (laughs) I failed. And I feel like this gentle cesarean helps heal that because it doesn't put so much on this is such a serious event because it it really is underneath it all. It is a very serious surgery like we had gone over earlier. The viewpoint and the attitude doesn't have to be like that. It really encourages a different approach to C-section 
because of what options we can do in this situation. We can try to make the best of it. And I always tell mamas when they're talking to me about their birth plan and they're talking to me about what they want and what they don't want, what their doctors have said, what could be their possible options. And sometimes these options are not necessarily their first choice. Really is their only option or this will be the only thing that they can do in their birth meaning situations as far as environment. They want so badly for a home birth, but now they learn that they can't do a home birth because of certain medical reasons, and therefore they need to do a hospital birth because they need to be monitored a little bit more that maybe a home birth can't offer, or even a birth center for that matter. And I always tell people, you know, we're going to support you. We're going to support whatever decision that you are comfortable with, but also that if this is your only option, let's try to make the best of it. And that's really what a gentle cesarean does. Because if a cesarean really is your only option or the end game of birth, that that is the end or that is the last thing that you can possibly think that could happen in your birth and that is the only thing that is available to you at the end, let's try to make the best of it. And it also allows you to feel more connected in the birth process. So again, we're talking about people who this is their only option. Or if you are facing this during your labor and birth and they are now wanting to rush you over to surgery and you've been in labor for X amount of time or this is happening and that is happening, it does still help you be a part of that process. So if this is what is set before you, or even if it's this is not, or possibly could, because God only knows what will really happen. I mean, genuinely. Gen- God is really the only one who knows and who ordains and orchestrates all things for the betterment of ourselves and for you know his good pleasure. So really whatever happens in our birth, whatever outcomes there are, it really is up to the Lord and the Lord is the one who controls those things and he's the one who allows and has not allowed things to come about and things to happen in our lives. But my encouragement would be is create a plan, a birth plan and include it in your birth plan. So if this is your only option, create a plan for it. If it's not, still create it in your birth plan because you don't really know what could happen. You could you could have four vaginal births and then your last one be a cesarean. You could have one vaginal birth and it could be your cesarean for your second. It could lead to that. Or you could have a VBAC or had already had a cesarean and now you're trying for a VBAC, but it could end like that. I mean, really in birth, anything really goes in that case. And our birth plan, again, expresses our desires and states how and what we want from the birth experience. It helps us stay connected through the whole process. And a gentle cesarean is something that requires a lot of future planning. So birth in general whether you're a C-section mama, whether you're a V-back mama, or whether you're just a first-time mama or just a regular vaginal mama, 
birth takes a lot of planning. That's why there's a lot of books on it. That's why we create birth plans. That's why we have to consider the whole birth process every single time we get pregnant. Because every single time, every birth is different. Every pregnancy is different. Every baby is different. Our medical situations can change. So this requires a lot of planning. A gentle cesarean requires a lot of future planning. And I can testify that when we put ourselves in a situation to feel connected throughout the whole process, it will give us a satisfaction with the birth experience and with the means. So, so much so that it may actually restore healing in any previous birth trauma. Sometimes cesareans do cause a lot of birth trauma. Even if you don't have a cesarean, sometimes birth causes a lot of PTSD. And that's because it really is a hard thing. It's We learned in our last chat on how much birth impacts us. It's not something that we can detach ourselves from because it really is something that we go through as women and as mamas. It's something that we are so connected to not just our physical being but our emotional and our spiritual like beings are so connected to this process that's why birth trauma is real that's why people have PTSD that's why people grieve over the birth process and maybe what they didn't and didn't get so it really there's no way of detaching that and so gentle cesarean If that is your worst case scenario or you had a bad experience or now you're facing this in your labor and it really is scary and unknown, if we have it in our birth plan or we have done some future planning for this moment, it may be able to heal that process. We won't look back on that as like, oh, cesareans are like the worst, like they scare me. We can kind of draw back to that gentle cesarean experience and have it restored that idea to restore because really mama cesareans are not bad they are not bad and I think that's something that we need to get over is that they are not bad and if we have the idea that they're bad and we end up having that option or only being able to choose that option we're gonna think that we're bad or that we're awful or that we didn't do the right thing or man, this is just, it's going to wear us down because we think cesareans are bad. And I'm not advocating for an elective cesarean that has nothing to do with a medical situation. If this is your only option and you want to choose this option because you feel by the wisdom and knowledge that God has given you and you feel that this is what God is calling you to do in your gut and in your deepest part of your being, and you want, you feel like that this would be safer for you and for your baby, and you want to choose that, that's fine. Cesarean is not a bad thing. And a gentle cesarean, I feel like if you are choosing that or facing that and you plan for it, if it does go down that road, will help you get the idea that a cesarean is not the devil. It is not the enemy. That you can have a very beautiful and peaceful experience to heal and restore that idea that it is bad in some way. And we learn that any unattended wounds from trauma can greatly affect our future births, any current births, any 
postpartum experiences. So it's a great way to take that next step in our postpartum period because we are transitioning from not a bad situation, not a bad decision. So we're transitioning from a really great thing and a really beautiful experience into postpartum that could also be a really great experience for us because we've been healed from that through a gentle cesarean. Because what because whether or not we electively choose cesarean, ultimately the means in which God uses, which could be this situation, which could be C-section, which could be a gentle cesarean, it can bring him glory and it could be for our joy. And I feel a gentle cesarean is a means for healing and a joy and an option that might bring a lot of feelings of discouragement, failure, and disconnection. And really, you deserve to be involved in the process as much as you want. And you should be given the opportunity to to be a part of that process as much as you want, no matter what option and means are available to you. So if cesarean is your only option, you deserve to be a part of that. And you deserve to be able to fight for things or have things that are within reason. I mean, granted, <laughs> there, are, there are some things that you can and can't do by, you know, just because it's an operating room. So of course, there are some things that you're not going to be able to have. But the sooner we not focus on, I can't have that, meaning I'm going to decide to have peace. I'm going to decide to put that to rest and put that down in peace so that I can move forward with this only option so that I can continue to stay in peace and have this peace about this situation. And I feel that this process can allow you to be just as involved as you would if you were having a regular birth or just as involved as if you could possibly had been during your labor and now facing a cesarean. You have every right to be part of that process. And that's what a gentle cesarean really does offer. And my last thing of why this is such a great thing and the benefits of this is that it capitalizes on bonding bonding, bonding, bonding. If anything, that's like the one thing that I love about birth. And I think a lot of mamas love this about birth is bonding, the bonding after the bonding during pregnancy. It's like you don't know this individual, but you feel this bond with them because you're carrying them. And that moment, the few moments after birth, yes, you're like excited because really your celebration is, yeah, my baby's here, but also... (laughs) I'm not pregnant anymore. Like, yes, I'm not pregnant. So really, that's to me, that's why I celebrate like the first couple minutes of like, wow, I can't believe you did it. But, you know, bonding is something that I truly, truly try to fight for. And I remember when I was in the hospital with my son, that that was the one thing that I was like, nope, second opinion, nope, second opinion. Because if you're saying that I can't have this bonding moment with my child, like I'm going to find somebody who will let me because this is what I want. And that's what's important to me in postpartum, in the fourth stage of my birth experience, my pregnancy. And this option for cesarean really emphasizes the family to have the ability to enjoy the first moments with their child or with their third child, second child, fourth child. But whatever it is, it's a family moment. That bonding is a family moment. You're meeting your baby for the first time. You are overcome in euphoria and 
just all these amazing love oxytocin hormones you're just filled with them and you're bonding with your child you're breastfeeding with your child I mean your husband is looking at the the fruit of his loins I mean that sounds super weird I know so like you can laugh when I say that (laughs) but it's such an amazing moment and I just remember something that my husband really values too in this time is the ability to weigh your child like seeing how big they are how much they thrived like in the womb and now coming out like seeing their beautiful like little faces because that's one thing I always think when I'm pregnant is like I wonder what they're gonna look like and then they come out and they pretty much all look the same like very you know cone head but (laughs) you know you see their little face it's just such this you know that this person has completed you has completed your family and that bonding time that's really what this gentle cesarean really helps you have as if you were in the labor and delivery room And it's about keeping mama and baby together as much as possible, which means immediately after the birth, the bonding moment begins. And what they and what they refer to as the golden hour is highly encouraged in this process as well, just as much as it is at any time. And it's implemented by immediately after birth from the uterus, the baby moves quickly to mama's chest and in this golden hour baby is alert active and eager to breastfeed and part of this bond happens immediately on skin to skin contact which is great because the benefit of that as well is that it helps regulate your baby's body temperature its heart rate and initiating breastfeeding not only should you be allowed to have this and your baby needs it too because the benefits are not just for you but also for your baby okay so now that we know the amazing benefits of a gentle cesarean and what it could offer us as mamas how do we request this because it really is a new idea and it's not really something that has been implemented for x amount of years and it really is something that needs to be implemented more So the first thing we need to do is we need to ask our doctors in our prenatal period, particularly the anesthesiologist prior to birth. So you're going to have to make an appointment with these some of these people because they are the ones in charge of the operating room and they have more control of who is in the room than actually your obstetrician. So this is going to take a lot of future planning, like I had said before, future cesareans, birth plans birth all of it encompasses a lot of future planning but this in particular does as well so if this is what you want and this is your option you still have to plan for it and it is much easier to do it in this prenatal period and not at the last minute when a cesarean is necessary and really time is of the essence here so this will allow you to know what aspects are available to you and what your provider can make preparations for So we need to be including this on our birth plan. So in the event of a cesarean is necessary, you could have this for reference and you can also still, again, be connected to that process as well and not look at it as the enemy or, well, I failed. Just look at it as, okay, we are just trying a new hat, trying a new coat, and we're going to make the best of it. And this is how we are going to move into this new option and move into this new transition and see the beauty in it and get a beautiful experience out of it as well. If a cesarean is your only option, you still need to create a gentle cesarean birth plan, expressing what you do want 
pre-surgery, during surgery, and post-surgery for you and your baby. Because although the same skills and safety practices are implemented, how you approach it and the feel in the environment are modified according to the desires and needs of the family. So if this is your only option, still plan for it. I'm trying to just drill it down. (laughs) Plan, plan, plan. Because really, this is a planning thing. And if you're not good at planning, you're going to have to get to it, sister. Okay? (laughs) This is all about planning here. Okay? So does it exist? Does this exist? Can we ask our providers where our providers understand what we are trying to communicate? Does it really exist? Yes. And because it exists, you need and you should ask for it. Even though this might be a slow upcoming phenomenon in the birth realm when it comes to labor and delivery and cesarean surgeries, I believe the more people realize the possibility of this option, they will be more likely to ask their doctors for it. And in turn, I believe providers will begin to offer it to their patients over a traditional cesarean in the future because this option really does promote peace with the lot that has been cast to us in the healing process with birth trauma and help provide a smooth transition into postpartum by not feeling like we failed or unsatisfied in an impactful experience because we didn't seek the best out of the means and outcomes. And it will prevent any postpartum depression that may come from not having the ideal birth experience. So mama, I hope this helps and that you consider this option to better your experience. Until next time. Hi again, before I let you go and we part ways, if anything from this episode has been encouraging and is resonating with you, please do not hesitate to leave an iTunes review at the end of this episode or share a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media because not only do I love hearing from you, but I love helping and encouraging other mamas just like you. And who knows, maybe next time I will give you a huge shout out on our next episode. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications on when our next chat is going to be. So you do not miss out on any valuable, informative information in regards to our next topic. Until next time, grace and peace to you, my dear friend. Okay, bye.